0: Luke chapter eight and uh, looking over this outline, I don't know if this is going to be preachy. I don't know if it's going to be a sermon or a lesson outline or what this is going to be. But I want to try to help our church tonight. Here we are, right coming right off of revival, and we have we've uh, received the word this week. We've received the word this week. We've had uh, six. We've had six opportunities, at least six opportunities, counting this morning to receive the Word. And boy, we got it. I mean, we got it. Uh, We got just the pure Word of God this week. And so, uh, I don't have a flashy title tonight because this is what I want to talk to you about. I mean, just specifically. And I thought about changing it up a little bit to try to make the title sound better. But this is the thought that was in my mind when I was reading this scripture. How does the devil take away the Word? And we've received a lot of word this week. And the last thing that we want is for the devil to be able to take that word away. Uh, and so I want to I teach or preach or whatever the Lord had me to do. Uh, just give me about uh, about 30 minutes tonight and we'll be out of here. Luke chapter 8, if you will. And, and, uh, and when you find your place, if you're able to stand, why don't you stand with us out of respect for the reading of the word of God. Luke chapter Eight, and look if you will at verse number 4 Verse number 4 The Bible says When much people were gathered together And were come to him out of every city He spake by a parable A sower went out to sow his seed And as he sowed Some fell by the wayside And it was trodden down And the fowls of the air devoured it And some fell upon a rock And as soon as it was sprung up It withered away Because it lacked moisture And some fell among thorns and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. And other fell on good ground and sprang up and bare fruit in a hundredfold. And when he had said these things, he cried, He that hath, an, uh, hath ears to hear, let him hear. And his disciples asked him, saying, uh, What might this parable be? Verse 10, And he said, Unto you it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to others in parables that sing they might not see and hearing they might not understand. Now the parable is this the seed is the word of God. And those by the wayside are they that hear. And then cometh the devil and taketh away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. Uh, the Bible says in verse 13 They on the rock are they which, when they hear, receive the word with joy. And these have no root which for a while believe and in time of temptation fall away. And that which fell among thorns are they which when they have heard go forth and are choked with cares and riches and pleasures of this life and bring no fruit to perfection. But that on the good ground are they which in an honest and good heart having heard the word keep it and bring forth fruit with patience. And I want to draw your attention tonight to verse number 12. That's our text tonight. And Jesus said this, those by the wayside are they that hear, then cometh the devil and taketh away the word out of their hearts. And I want to focus on that thought tonight. Then cometh the devil and taketh away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. And you may be seated tonight. And just for a few moments, I want to talk to you about that, that subject. How does the devil take away the word, How's he, how does he do that? Uh, how many know the devil's a very subtle creature, very deceptive? He's a liar. The Bible says he's a liar and the father of lies He's a murderer. Uh, and He wants to destroy and I'll get into that in just a moment. But how does the devil take away the word? Heavenly Father, we thank you for the great week that you've given us at Calvary Baptist Church. And uh, Lord, it's so sad to see so many that are struggling along the way. When we know that we have the answer right here at Calvary Baptist Church, Lord, if they would just be here Sunday morning and Sunday night and Wednesday night, Lord, there's a very good chance that you're going to give them all that they need to have, uh, Lord, a good life. And so, Lord, I pray that you'd help us. Uh, Lord, uh, so easy to hear, uh, and, uh, and, and here's the problem. Uh, some of these folk, they've heard me a lot, and so if they're not careful... They'll just come in here, and it's just another message by preacher, and uh, and we'll we'll sort of hear it, but but we won't hear it. And so, Lord, I pray tonight that you'd give us ears, spiritual ears, not only physically, but I pray you'd give us spiritual ears that will hear. And then, Lord, I pray that you would give us the where we'll fall and the dedication, Lord, to do what we hear. I I plead the blood of Jesus over the service, over this preacher, over the people, over this ministry, and I pray, Heavenly Father, that you would keep us safe and continue to use us to bring glory to you. Bless our topic tonight, please. We love you, and thank you. In Jesus' name, we pray, and for his sake, and all God's people said, amen. We notice here in Luke chapter 8 that Jesus is giving a parable concerning a sower and what happens to the seed once it's sown. We notice, for instance, only a portion of the seed brings forth fruit. We notice in Luke chapter 8 that some of the seed, after it is sown, withers away. We notice in another place that some of the seed that was sown was choked by the thorns. But this is the thought that I want to deal with tonight. We notice that some of the seed was devoured or taken away it was devoured or taken away interestingly the creature that's pictured as taking the seed is the birds of the air it's also interesting that in a number of places in your bible you'll find that the bible uses birds as a type of spiritual darkness a type of devils a type of demons if you will I'll not have you go there tonight, but we can give you several places. For instance, Genesis chapter 15, the Bible records the story of Abram. And Abram is getting ready to, to do a sacrifice. And the Bible says that when he's getting ready to do that sacrifice and he has the altar prepared, the Bible says the birds come down to try to take away that sacrifice. Uh, Genesis chapter 15, verse 11. And when the fowls came down upon the carcasses, the Bible says that Abram drove them away. Not preaching on this tonight, but I would say this. You better be ready to drive some fowls away from your house. And you better be ready to drive some fowls away from your marriage. And you better be ready to drive some fowls away from your kids uh, because they're going to try to swoop down and they're going to try to uh, cause havoc uh, in your home. Uh, I noticed in 2 Samuel chapter 21, verse 10, the Bible talks about a little lady by the name of Rizpah. And, uh, and Rizpah's two sons were killed. Uh, and the Bible says that they were not allowed to be buried. And, uh, and the Bible tells us that uh, in Second Samuel chapter 21, verse number 10, And Rizpah, the daughter of Aiah, took sackcloth and spread it for her upon the rock from the beginning of the harvest unto water dropped upon them out of heaven and suffered neither the birds of the air to rest on them by day nor the beasts of the field by night. In other words, those uh, birds, those buzzards, if you will, uh, tried to come down and, and get the bodies of her sons. And the Bible says that that she ran those fowls off. The Bible tells us in Revelation chapter eighteen and verse number two. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, "Babylon, the great, has fallen, has fallen, and it has become the habitation of devils and the hold of every foul spirit and a cage." of every unclean and hateful bird. And so we notice here that this seed is taken away by the, the birds of the air. In a similar way, we as we read our Bible, we find out that Satan is named as the prince and power of the air. And we notice that these birds in Luke chapter 8 stole or took away the seed. And may I say tonight, Calvary Baptist Church, That Satan does the exact same thing. Uh, Satan loves to steal. He loves to take away. He never adds. He tells you that he will, but he never adds. He tells you that if you'll live for him, that boy, he'll give you fun and frivolity and happiness and pleasure uh, and contentment, but nothing can be further from the truth. You see, Satan never adds to anything, he always takes away, he always steals. Uh, boy, twenty-six years of pastoring, I've seen the devil take away a lot of things. I've seen the devil take away families out of this church. I mean, good families that were, and by the way, I still love them to this day in this church, doing a good, doing a good thing. And and God was beginning to work in their life, but I saw the devil come and steal those families away. Uh, now, if you leave this church, uh, that means that that means that you're going to another good Bible-believing church. That is what it means, isn't it? Uh, you say, well, no. Well, then you ought not leave this Bible-believing church. Uh, amen, that's right. And it never fails. Those who Satan steals away, it never ends up glorious. It never ends up wonderful with those families. I've saw Satan take away families. I've saw Satan take away Futures. Uh, people who had a lot going for them. I saw young people that had a bright future and had a lot of potential, and well, it looked like that they were going to do great things. But you know what? The birds of the air got involved and begin to snatch away that seed, and begin to work in their life, and begin to bring temptation. And I, I've, I've literally saw young people. In fact, I've had the the uh, disadvantage of preaching uh, some of the funerals out here in this cemetery of some of our young people that were involved in our youth group and went to youth camp and youth conferences and revivals and run on a bus route, we've had the displeasure of having to bury them out here. Why? I'll tell you why. Because Satan always takes away. He never adds. He always steals. He always takes away that which is good. I've saw the devil take away families. I've saw the devil take away futures. I've saw the devil take away faith. I've saw the devil take away feelings of contentment. Uh, you never get out of the will of God and feel more content. Somebody says, I just want to do my own thing. You can do your own thing, but you're not going to have contentment in doing your own thing. The greatest life you'll ever live is a life dedicated to Jesus Christ. You say, preacher, I don't believe it. Then try it. No, please don't. But I'm just telling you that you are not going to find pleasure outside of the will of God. And if you can, you know what that tells me? You're not a child of the King. Because if you go outside the will of God and you're saved, you're going to get a spanking. You're going to get a spanking. The Bible says God's going to send chastisement. And those who don't receive chastisement, the Bible says you're bastards and not sons. You're not really in the family. If you can sin, somebody says, and I've had, I've had people tell me that at Calvary. Preacher, I sin, my sin doesn't bother me. Well, then I'd say get saved. Because if your sin doesn't bother you, that means the Spirit of God's not living in you. Because if the Holy Ghost is living inside of you, he's going to, amen, amen, he's going to convict you about your sin. And so we notice here that the devil, like these birds, comes and takes away things. Now I want to give you several ideas tonight, just three thoughts tonight from this passage that we read this evening Luke chapter eight. Uh, uh, several ideas that I want to bring out from this passage, and I hope they'll be a blessing. How about this? Number one, I want to bring out the idea of watching, watching. And we notice here that these birds, at least the implication here, is that these birds watched the seed as it fell to the ground. They were somewhere. I don't know if they were up in the tree. I don't know if they were up on rock. I don't know if they were up on the top of the house. I'm not sure where they were, but at least it would seem to be implied that they were watching as the sower was sowing the seed. Uh, And I can see these birds perched up on the top of the house or perched up in the tree. And I can see them as they're watching the sower sow the seed. And they're thinking, boy, I hope he doesn't get it all. uh, I hope he doesn't get it all sowed. I hope he throws some here and throws some there. And when those birds notice that some of the seed wasn't where it needed to be, they begin to swoop down. And they begin to devour the seed. How many know this, Calvary, that birds are really great at watching and waiting? They tell us that birds have unbelievable eyesight. They say that an eagle can see. His, his eyesight is probably unparalleled to any. His eyesight is so keen. And birds, birds know how to wait until just the right time. They know how to watch. I was coming down Interstate 77 the other day, and I think I was on my way to the church. And I was uh, uh, coming down the interstate there, and all of a sudden, across the interstate came a hawk. I was beautiful. I mean, just beautiful. And it had its wings spread out and uh, what had happened you could tell what was going on. he had been perched over on the other side of the interstate and he was watching something on the reverse side of the interstate and, uh, and just at the right time he came swooping down, had those wings spread out and I saw him hit the dirt on the other side of the interstate and I don't know what he got. I don't know if it's a snake or a rodent or a squirrel or what it was. But you know what it it was? He had been sitting up there somewhere watching, watching, and waiting for just the right time to pounce on that victim. Uh, We live uh, where we live. We live close to the the dump over there, close to the city dump in Statesville. And uh, I'd say probably within two miles of the dump there. And because of that, I guess that's the reason, we have buzzards that stay at our house all the time. I mean, we've got big power lines and power poles. I mean, talking about those big metal power poles. And you'll go by those power poles, and there'll be 20 or 30 buzzards perched up there on the power poles. And they just hang around our house all the time. Now, you know what a buzzard does? A buzzard is not necessarily a bird like an eagle. He's not waiting to attack. A buzzard is waiting for something to die. And as soon as he sees something die, as soon as he sees a, a rabbit get run over, or he sees a uh, something, a, a deer that got hit by a car, uh, those buzzards will go down, and they'll begin to they'll begin to take away, they'll begin to uh, to take care of that uh, that uh, carnage on the side of the road. Now I said that to say this, that truth tonight leads me to believe something. It leads me to believe that spiritual darkness is watching as we're planting the seed at Calvary Baptist Church. If those birds are watching for that rabbit and if those buzzards are waiting for that dead deer or that dead rabbit and the Bible likens birds to spiritual darkness, then that tells me some Calvary, that spiritual darkness is watching the Calvary Baptist Church. And I don't know where they are. I don't know where they're perched. I don't know where they're waiting, but I will tell you this, they're here. They're here. If our spiritual eyes could be opened up tonight, I think it would actually absolutely shock you at what you would see. You see, the spiritual forces of darkness are not that far away, and they're watching as we sow the seed. Is it any doubt that the devil will try to distract during a service at Calvary Baptist Church? Now, I just want to challenge us just a little bit tonight as as pastor tonight, and I know there's no way that we can do away with all the distractions. There's just no way. When you got people, you got problems. And if and and, and uh, people say, well, we don't have any problems in our church. Well, you probably don't have many people then. When you've got people, you got problems. But I would say this: as we walk in here on Sunday morning and Sunday night and Wednesday night, can I just challenge us to be very vigilant and understand that the devil is watching, and the devil wants to do everything and anything he can to try to distract from us sowing the seed. Thank God, thank God that we have. Some parents at Calvary who are mindful of that and try to be careful about, uh, uh, and I I know some preachers would take uh, issue with this uh, uh, right here, but thank God we have some parents who uh, try to be careful about their little ones in the service. Every once in a while, I'll preach at a church, and and by the way, listen to me, church, I'm not, you know, I've been at this thing a little while, and the truth of the matter is, kids are gonna do what kids do. Do you know what? Did you know babies cry? You know why they cry? They're a baby. You know why they cry? Because they get hungry. You know why they cry? Because their di- diaper gets dirty. I mean, they're just, that's just what a baby does. And so we all understand that. But you know what? If you're in a service and the baby begins to get unruly, then you know what? Common sense says what you do is you sort of get up and you, and you exit and you take the baby out. Every once in a while, I'll be in a service preaching somewhere to, uh, at another church and there'll be a baby and a mama and a daddy that are having World War III in the service. And I understand babies do what babies do. I don't have a problem with that. But I'm thinking, this is what I'm thinking, Mama. Can you not at least take that little one out until you can get some control? Amen, amen. Why, why? I'll tell you why. Because the devil will use anything in his power to try to distract away from the seed being sown. Now, I'm not, listen, I'm not picking on anybody tonight because sure as I do, it'll happen to me. But you know what? We have to be careful about cell phones because how many know that a cell phone will ring just at the wrong time? I mean, right when God's beginning to work and hearts are beginning to get spoken to, and I ain't figured this one out yet. Uh, Why is it that people let it ring? I mean, they just let it ring. You know, I mean, if that was me at least and my cell phone went off, man, I'd be tearing up things, trying to get to it, trying to get it cut off. You know, I gotta get this thing cut off. Right. And some people, in some churches, it's almost like they want the whole church to hear what their ringtone is. I mean, they just, and and, and I'm sitting in the service or preaching in a service, and I'm thinking, God, help. Are they gonna let that thing keep on ringing? And then some people answer it. Now, I'm being a little picky tonight, but, but I wanna tell you something, church. If you need, I understand you got an emergency. You say, Preach, it was an emergency. Okay, I understand that. But at least have the decency to walk outside somewhere or walk down in the restroom or walk out somewhere and answer it. Don't answer it in the auditorium. Don't answer it while the seed is being sown. why? Because the devil's watching. The birds of the air aren't watching. And they want to they wanna try to distract every way they can. It might be, uh, how about this? It might be the distraction of misbehaving young people. Amen. And thank God we've got some outstanding young people at Calvary Baptist Amen. Church. But young people, can I, just, can I just talk to you for a minute? When I was, when I was growing up at Euphala Baptist Church, and it wasn't always like this, but when I was growing up at Ufola Baptist Church and I was... Uh, I don't know, I was grade school age, mom and dad usually always, mom and dad sat about third row usually, and they always made us sit on the same row that they sat on or ahead of them, and so if we didn't sit on the same row, we sat in front, you've heard me talk about mama's unbelievable thumps, I mean, she was a professional thumper, brother, and uh, and if I got a little out of the way, Mom would thump my ear, boy. And I mean, she she knew how to rattle that thing. But there was a time in our church when the church started growing some, and we had a bunch of young people uh, were, were coming to the church. And uh, and you understand this was back a long time ago when there was a spirit of rebellion in our society and young people. And on this side of the church, in the back, the back two or three rows, every single Sunday would be full of nothing but teenagers and young people. And the whole time that Preacher Johnson was up there trying to deliver the word and trying to sow the seed, the whole time that, that group of young people were back there in the back with their heads down and not paying attention and 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 passing notes and, and things like that. Now, this is all I'm saying tonight. Thank God for our young people. But whatever you do, when you walk in here, make sure that you pay attention and make sure that you come here. Uh, listen, be with your friends. I'm all for that and have a good time. I want you to do that. But brother, when it's preaching time and when it's service time, you pay attention to the word of God. I remember years ago, Dr. Charles Stanley told the story about a man who went to a church. He was brand new, first time visitor. And he was down, down, down and went to this church to try to get some help and, uh, and later went out and committed suicide. One of the most selfish acts that you could ever do. But that man came to the church, and, he, and God began to speak to his heart, and he got ready to go forward. But you know what? Something hindered him, and he went home and, and committed suicide, wrote a letter. And in the letter, it said this. It said, I came to your church today, and God was speaking to my heart. And he said, I was getting ready to come forward. But he said, there was a group of young people in front of me. That was misbehaving and cutting up and laughing. And he said, I just, I lost that conviction that I had and went home and he ended his life. Now, wait a minute now. This is all I'm saying. I don't know if I'm saying it good or not. This is all I'm saying, brother. Just like those birds are watching for that rabbit. Just like those birds are waiting for that carry on. I want to tell you what, buddy. The devil is perched up here and there and the demons of hell are there and they are watching as we sow the seed. And if we're not careful, they'll try to snatch it away. By the way how many know this The devil intensifies his efforts When people hear When they have a desire to learn And a desire to grow That's when the devil's really going to fight Did you notice our scripture Luke chapter 8 Look at verse number 12 The Bible says those by the wayside Are they that what They that hear Look at verse verse number 13 The Bible says They on the rock are they which when they what? Here, Look at verse number 14. And that which fell among thorns are they which when they have heard go forth and are choked with cares and riches and pleasures of this life. Did you know the devil doesn't bother some people? Did you know the devil doesn't bother some churches? Doesn't need to. He's already got them where he wants them. But you know what? When you begin to hear truth, like we've heard this week, great truth. When you begin to hear it and God begins to do a work in your life and and you come to the altar and you say, Lord, I wanna wanna act on this truth. I wanna change my life. I wanna be the vessel that you want me to be. I want you to be, I wanna be the Christian that, that you want me to be. I wanna live a life that's dedicated to you and that's pleasing you. Brother, you better watch out because you just put a bullseye on your back. The devil is going to fight you when you try to start hearing the Word of God. So we notice that word or that word watching, the idea of watching. But how about this? Number two, we notice the idea uh, or the word wayside, wayside. Look, if you will, please, at Luke chapter 8, and look at verse number 5. This is so important tonight. Luke chapter 8, verse number 5. The Bible says the sower went out to sow his seed, and, he, and as he sowed, the Bible says some fell by the wayside. This was that seed that was out of the normal area of work. This was that seed that was away from the sowers. Now, church, I'm going to be done in just a minute, but I want you to hear me and hear me well tonight. Did you know it's much easier for the devil to steal your seed when you're out of the way? Did you know know why some people doubt their salvation constantly? Not necessarily because they're lost but because they're by the wayside and they're not hearing truth and because they're not hearing truth it gives the devil an opportunity to come in and help them to doubt their salvation. Do you know why so many tonight lack dedication? Because the devil begins to take away their seed. Now I said that to say this Calvary whatever you do, whoever you are Stay close to the seed. Stay close to the seed. The Bible tells us what the seed is. We don't have to guess. The Bible says the seed is the word of God. Stay close to the seed. Man, oh man, whatever you do, whatever comes into your life, you say, preacher, I've got problems. I've got got some issues in my life right now. Have you got any advice? Yes, sir. Stay close to the seed, man. Every single day, get into this book and dig into this book and, and let God put it in your mind and let God put it in your heart and let God put it in your house and let God put it in your marriage and let God put it into your child rearing. Listen, every single day, stay close. To the seed of the word of God But I I, want to go one step further than that Make sure that you stay close to the sower Amen You know what I believe Y'all stay close to the pastor You say you lifting yourself up Nope But I know what works And I know what don't work And you know what I I would advise you to do Brother I would stay as close To your preacher as I could stay Amen that's right You know what I'd do? I'd stay just as close to your Sunday school teacher as I could. I'd stay just as close to the Christian fellowship uh, what Miss Kathy said just a while ago was absolutely on point. Brother, there's something about being around other believers that are spirit-filled, that encourages you, and amen, brother, and strengthens you and helps you go another day, another step, another mile. Listen, brother, don't get away from the seed of the word of God. I remember a long time ago, my wife and I had the privilege of going to Hawaii. Went there for an anniversary trip. And it was a beautiful place. Maui, Hawaii. Kaanapali kind of Beach. And every day. Our our resort. It served full breakfast. I mean listen everything. I mean made to order omelets. And waffles and pancakes. Can I get a witness right there? And not only that. But they had a place you could go. And and. And especially the way Maui is. Maui gets very little rain. And so you, uh, you go out and eat. You don't have a roof over your head because it just, it just doesn't storm very much. And so we went out and ate right by the beach every day. Every morning we went out and ate by the beach. The Pacific Ocean is beautiful. You can see those other Hawaiian islands out there on the horizon. But as we went out there to eat, and I thought about this, there were, I don't know how many, hundreds and hundreds of birds Little sparrows. look like little sparrows. I don't know what they were, but they look like a little sparrow. And they were everywhere. And, and uh, they were consumed with getting what was on your tray. I mean, they liked bacon a lot. They did. By the way, that's a smart bird, isn't it? It really is. Man, and, and it, was, it was funny because uh, they weren't scared of people at all. And as long as you stayed at your table and stayed by your tray, they wouldn't come right there. But if you got up and you moved away from the tray, I mean, those little birds would like whoa. And they would swarm your your place, and they'd just start eating all all the food. Now, as long as you stayed there, they stayed away. But when you begin to move, you know what, man, they just swarmed. All these little birds just swarmed in. Now, wait a minute now. I thought about that. You know what you ought to do? Man, oh man, you ought to stay right here close to your tray. Amen, brother. Hey, don't you move. Don't you swerve. Don't you go anywhere. you say, preacher, I'm mad at so and so. Well, get over it, brother. I mean, forgive him and forget it and stay here to the tray. And you make sure you get something from God. Because when you leave and when you get away, I will tell you what's going to happen. The birds of the air, that spiritual darkness is going to swoop down and take away the seed out of your heart and out of your life. We notice the word watching. We notice the word wayside. We're done tonight. How about this? We notice the word wasted. Wasted. Number three is this. The birds were able to devour the seed because it, the Bible says it was trodden down. Look, if you will, at verse number five. The Bible says a sower went out to sow his seed. And as he sowed, some fell by the, the wayside. And the Bible says it was trodden down. It was stepped on. And the fowls of the air devoured it They devoured that seed that was trodden down That phrase trodden down means neglected It means to reject or disdain In other words this was wasted seed It didn't end up where it was supposed to It was wasted seed And I wrote this down It was just sort of mistakenly pushed into the topsoil Not really sown with love and care Just sort of accidentally just pushed down into the topsoil and the fowls of the air very easily devoured it. Oh, my church, this is why I said that, say this. Did you know it's important to get the seed out of the topsoil and into the heart where it can grow? Man, if you just let that seed go into the topsoil, a lot of Christians are like that nowadays. The seed's not very deep. Because of that, the birds are able to come and take that seed away. But how many know that we need to make sure we let that seed get into our heart? The psalmist said it like this in Psalm 119, verse 11. He said, thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. Jeremiah said it like this in Jeremiah chapter 20 and verse number nine. But his word was in mine heart as a burning fire shut up in my bones and I was weary with forbearing and I could not stay. Now we're done, church, but I want to give you three thoughts real quickly as we close tonight. You say, preacher, how can I get the seed out of the topsoil and into my heart? Now, these are not the only ways, but I want to give you three thoughts God gave me. Number one, how do you, how to get the, the seed out of the topsoil and into your heart? Number one, through singing. Amen. Through singing. Now, we're, we're done, but I want you to use your Bibles just for a moment. Take your Bibles, turn over to Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. And look, if you will, please, at verse number 16. How can I get that seed, preacher, to to grow deep so the birds of the air are not not able to snatch it away? We've got to get it in the heart. And we do that, number one, through singing. Colossians chapter 3 and verse number 16. The Bible says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Did you know one of the greatest ways you'll ever learn scripture is just by singing about it. Man, that's what the whole book of Psalms is. It's a Hebrew song book and just sing, sing, sing. And you need to make sure that you listen to music that that sows the seed of the word of God and music that talks about killing cops and music that talks about Jack Daniels and music that talks about crying in your beer and music that talks about running off with somebody else's husband or somebody else's wife does not get the seed in your heart. We need to make sure, brother, that we listen to the kind of music that's going to take the Word, the seed of the Word of God, and it's going to bury it and sow it deep into our hearts so we'll have it when we need it. Number one, through singing. Number two, how can we get that seed out of the topsoil and into our heart? Number two, through preaching. Through preaching. All right, Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. And look, if you will, please, at uh, verse number 8. Romans chapter 10. And verse number 8 Notice what our Bible tells us here Romans chapter 10 verse 8 The Bible says but what saith it Verse 8 but what saith it The word That's what we're preaching about tonight The word is nigh thee even in thy mouth Here it is And in thy heart That is the word of faith Which we Preach That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus And shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead thou shalt be saved for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made into salvation for the scripture saith whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed for there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek for the same Lord over all is rich and all that call upon him for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved look at verse 14 how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Man, it's important that you make sure that you take advantage of preaching. And thank God that we have that ability in America. Man, take advantage of preaching. And thank God many of you did this week. And man, I want to tell you what, this week, you know what revival did? It helped take that seed out of the topsoil and bury it deep in the heart. And it keeps the spiritual darkness from taking that seed away, instilling that seed through singing, through preaching. How about this? Through meditation. Through meditation. Now I'm not talking about this. All right? I'm talking about this. That's what I'm talking about. Psalm chapter 1. In your Bible, Psalm chapter 1. While you're turning to Psalm chapter 1. let me read Psalm 119, verse 97. The psalmist said, Oh, how love I thy law. It is my meditation all the day. Now look at Psalm chapter 1. Psalm chapter 1 and verse number 2. The psalmist said, But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. Now church look at the result in verse number three. The Bible says and he this person that meditates in his law day and night and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season his leaf also shall not wither and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Oh my word there's so many things I could preach tonight and I just don't have time. Is your leaf withering? Withering? Ask your question, are you you planted in this book right here? You say, preacher, life's falling apart. Well, somebody said, usually somebody who owns a Bible who's falling apart, it usually belongs to someone who isn't. You say, preacher, I've tried it. It don't work. Brother, you'll never get me to believe that. It does work. And every day, you know what? We need to meditate, meditate, meditate. Uh, don't, don't just read it, man. Think about it. Think about it. Meditate. Uh, uh, think on it throughout the day. Maybe you need to do this. Maybe you need to write down a verse for the day on a three-by-five card. Just carry it with you. And every once in a while, just look at it. And just recite it. Memorize it. And We don't, we don't talk about memorizing Scripture much, but we need to memorize Scripture. Uh, oh, listen, Meditate. In the word of God Now we're done Several years ago Knock on the door I went to the door And there was an Iredo County Deputy Sheriff at my door And I said can I help you And he said sir He said we're just coming by As a, co- as a courtesy He said there's been a lot of break ins In your area And he said a lot of things are getting stolen And he said we just want to let Folks know what's going on Be vigilant Watch what you're doing It wasn't long after that We turned on the, the uh, evening news Local news And it was right around Christmas time And they said boy A lot of people had their Christmas trees up Had their, all their presents around the Christmas trees And while they were gone People were breaking in How low can you get brother? How low can you go? Pretty low and people were breaking in and stealing all the kids' Christmas presents. I told my wife, I said, you know, I think it'd be worth our while to install a security system in our house. And we did. We did. We, we paid just pennies, really. Pennies a month for it. But you know what? It's well worth it. Uh, you know why? I want to make sure that people don't come in my house. But I, want, I don't want them to come in my house. Wait a minute now. Wait a minute now. What's that got to do with anything, preacher? You better set up some securities. You better set up some securities, because if you don't, the devil will come steal away the seed out of your house. You better, Amen. You better set up some securities in your marriage, because if you don't, the devil will come and he'll steal away that seed. You better set up some securities in your your ministry, in your family, your home. You better set up some securities at the job that you work. If you don't, the devil will come and he'll steal away that seed. I'm thankful for our president Oh I don't agree I don't agree with everything he does Don't get me wrong But I'm thankful for our president I'm thankful for our nation That we live in a Christian nation Our president Anytime he travels He always travels with an entourage Always But there is one person That the president of the United States Never travels without when he travels, he travels secret service, of course, much, I mean, a lot, a lot. They, they, they say that they have enough artillery to to establish a small war in a country, secret service. The, the president never travels without a doctor. There's always a doctor, close. But there's another fellow that always travels with the president, and they call him an aide-de-camp, an aide-de-camp. He's a commissioned officer. And he carries a briefcase They call it the presidential football It's a satchel And in that satchel are the nuclear codes In case the president needed them He's not at the White House He's somewhere else in the world That he never goes anywhere Except that aid to camp Is right there by his side if he gets on Air Force One, the aide to camp is always close by. If he gets on Marine One, and I didn't know this, if he gets on Marine One, the helicopter, the aide to camp is right there close to him. In his presidential motorcade, all those cars and all those SUVs and Secret Service somewhere in that motorcade very close by the President of the United States is the aide to camp. Just in case... He would need those codes. Now you say, preacher, what's that got to do with anything? Listen, this is my aid to camp right here. And wherever I go, I need to make sure I don't get very far away from this book. Man, young people, young people, stay close to this book. Stay, listen, can you, can you keep this aid to camp close by in your dating life? You say, preacher, when I'm getting ready to go on my date, I'll leave that thing there. I can't, a, I can't take that with my date life. Well, you know what? I'd say you need to change your date life then. And everywhere you go, when you go to work every day, you all have your aid to camp close by. When you come home to meet your spouse every day, yes, yes, yes. That aid to camp ought to be close by. I mean, when you walk on this property on Sunday, get ready to teach a Sunday school class or run a bus route or preach in the nursing home or preach in the jail, you ought never walk in that jail except that aid to camp is right there close by. Why? Because if you get away from it, the birds of the air will snatch it away. Father, we love you. Thank you so much for this time we've had together. God thank you for the precious seed Of the Bible Thank you for the precious seed Of the word of God Lord if we're not careful though The devil will come And he'll take it away He'll steal it He'll steal it out of our home He'll steal it out of our heart He'll steal it out of our ministry God he'll take it out of our marriage God if we're not careful He'll steal it away from our kids God that's what he does He's a a bird of prey He's he's the prince and power of the air And God he concentrates On stealing the seed God I pray And this is all I'm preaching tonight I pray that you'd give us some people At Calvary Baptist Church who would say I'm going to keep the seed very close And I'm not only going to keep it close But I'm going to let it get Buried Way down in my heart Where it can grow And bear fruit. Now our heads are bowed, and our eyes are closed, and maybe tonight, in just a moment, we're going to stand, and the pianist is going to play. And if you need to come, listen, the altar is wide open tonight. Maybe you're here tonight. You say, preacher, the 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 devil's already come and tried to steal it away. All right, then why don't you come tonight and set up some securities tonight? Why don't you get you a spiritual security system tonight and say, you know what? I'm not going to let Satan take the word. I'm not going to let him do it. Maybe you're here tonight. You say, I need to make sure tonight, I'm going to keep this aid de camp close by me. I want to make sure I stay close to the seed. What about it? If God spoke to your heart, you come tonight. Would you stand with us all over the house? Father, have the way in the invitation. Lord, I pray you to speak to hearts. And I thank you for speaking to mine tonight. Oh, God, help us not to get away from the Bible. God, help us get back to the book. Help us to get back to the book, God. I pray that you'll bless and have your way in the invitation. And we thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Our heads are bowed. Our eyes are closed. The pianists will play. Hey, listen, if you need to come, altar's open. Altar's open. Would you come tonight? Would you come? Oh, listen, keep this book close by. Keep it close by. Will you come?